Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Ryan Hammond. This is the Go Farther podcast, an informal uh, bit where I just kind of ramble on about my thoughts, which people seem to like for some reason, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, you know, anyway, today's thoughts are, goodness gracious, the world's on fire, like Katniss Everdeen. Anyway, uh, a verse that came to mind. Uh, something, well, and this is something I actually heard from, uh, if any of you know who, um, Johnny Erickson Tata is, uh, she is an evangelist, uh, I believe is still living, um, who is paralyzed from the, uh, I believe from the neck down, essentially, uh, and has been for years, um, from an accident that happened when she was young. Um, she made this point where... At the uh, Pool of the Bethesda, if you know that that story, it's in John 5. Uh, and uh, there's a point she focused in on, but first let's get some uh, context. Uh, it says, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of those Jewish festivals. Now there in, is, in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which is in Aramaic called Bethesda which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? And what she actually... I mean, the, the thing that when I was in college that people often talked about was asking ourselves that question of, do you want to get well? Is that really what you want, you know, with what you're going through, with what you're struggling with? Do you want to get well? That's a, hard, that's a good question to ask, kind of hard question to ask, because sometimes we, you know, we just, we get worn down. You know, we get really tired. We get really beat down, and our minds become a bit warped from fatigue. And so that when we get asked a question like, do you want to get well, you know, it seems like it should be obvious, but I think we just kind of have, in a sense, gotten comfortable. And uh, in the sense that we just, we don't know how that's possible. And uh, this dude said, and, and he can't even reply back, you know, with a common, uh, you know, yes, or anything like that. It's just, sir, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. And of course, uh, some people are not too happy about that because Jesus had the audacity to heal somebody on the Sabbath, yada yada. Anyway, um, but Johnny Erickson Tata, in her state, she talked about how it occurred to her in verse 6. It says, when Jesus saw him lying there, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. Some translations put it, and he saw that he had been there a long time. I mean, think about that for a second. And he saw that it had been a long time. As if he didn't know. Or as if he doesn't know 
you know, the depths of our suffering. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, we ought to regard people less in light of what they do or omit to do, and more in light of what they suffer. Why? Well, the guy who cuts you off in traffic, or the, the, the parent of a youth group kid who is, you know, a walking disaster and just makes you want to punch them in the face because of how ridiculous they treat their children or because of how selfish they are. Just you want to shake them and say, wake up, you know. Those people, what what caused them to be that way? And is it not the same Jesus that says to us, that says to them, or that notices of them, it had been a long time. You see, because some of us have been carrying around a lot of stuff that we shouldn't be carrying around any longer. And that's not a guilt thing. That's not like a, you know, condemnation sort of thing. That's more of a, we don't need to carry that anymore. But sometimes I think we need to just get in our head the fact that that Jesus has seen that it's been a long time for some of us. That he understands as he says in the movie Silence, if you have the, the guile to see that movie, that's not a challenge, it's pretty brutal. Um, but he says to the, the priest who has undergone so much persecution and suffering and torment and pain and torture and the torture of other people who are Christians in front of him, forced, you know, all that going on. And, you know, he hears the voice of Christ say to him in this movie, you know, I understand your pain. I was born into this world to share man's pain. I carried this cross for your pain. See, we don't we don't always talk about that in the incarnation, the the coming of Christ, the advent of Christ. We usually don't talk about that, at least not enough, because when we when we do talk about it, it's always about oh well he came to die on the cross, but he came to do a whole lot more than just that. He came to share humanity's pain to enter into our suffering to not just judge from a distance which god can do can't he he's god he can do what he wants but god doesn't judge from a distance but he sees that it's been a long time he sees that it has been a long time and with all the stuff going on it makes me think of uh a, a absolutely gorgeous hymn. This is my father's world. Into my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the sphere. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thoughts of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wonders wrought. This is my father's world. The birds their carols raise. The morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my father's world. He shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. Oh, let me never forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let the earth be glad. 
See, that's the good news of the gospel. Is that God is already king. He's already doing and has done something about the problem of evil in the world. And it's not to take us away from it. It's to redeem us and to redeem the creation and to destroy sin and redeem sinners. That's why it's a new reality we live into if we pay attention. Because as Handel's Messiah, uh, quoting I believe Isaiah, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever and ever. Forever, hallelujah. I mean, that's, that's, that changes your outlook on things. It tests whether or not it's just something you do. If you just go to church if you, you know, read the Bible. If you say your prayers, you do all those things. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, clearly. Or if it is your life, does it captivate your mind? And it's not a, it's not a force thing. It's a, has it captured your imagination? Because I don't, I don't think we can be healed. I don't think we can move forward. I don't think we can have peace unless we begin to have confidence in the person that we say we trust for everything. Confidence. Not just, yes, I know what he says in the Bible and I know I need to do this and I want to be better at this and I struggle with this and I, okay, duh, yes, we all do. Okay, yes, we get it. God reigns, let the earth be glad. How does that dominate our peace? Sometimes it's hard. I'm not saying it's in every second of the day, although someday maybe we'll get there. I hope so. But God reigns. Let the earth be glad. And so that we can live out that reality, okay, that we can re live out that reality that the kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. That's the reality. It's a whole new ballgame. And evil's passing away. Sin is passing away. And goodness and love and mercy and forgiveness will flourish, are flourishing in so many places. And I think what I've learned lately is when you don't feel it when, it, when you can't feel it, you know what I'm saying? When it's been a while that you haven't felt it, you keep walking. You keep doing what you know to do to the best of your ability. And if you can't, you just keep clinging to the garment of Christ as he walks by. But he knows it's us clinging to his garment. He knows that it's us. It's not by accident. He has, as, as a preacher at our church has said recently on Ecclesiastes, he has a reason, a purpose for these seasons we're in. There's a reason for it. Not that God causes such evil to happen, but that God somehow uses them. God brings good even out of the bad. And that the promise of Jesus is true. The see, I am making all things new. As the song says, the lamb who was for sinners slain is making all things new. I mean, everything. And all we have to do is, is accept it. Accept that he's doing that. Put our hands into his and just affirm ourselves to him. Because he is making all things new. And that'll dominate any sense of fear. And we'll come through the storm. We will, you know. No matter how hard it gets, no matter what we feel or don't feel, we shall come through. And as David said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.